With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. drummer Jim Newson with Urban Tech Talk on the radio. The Digital Drummer is the official broadcast of the Urban Tech Fair. Our special guest today, we have a very special guest. Our special guest is Media Mogul. Let me change that. BDPA Media Mogul Perry Carter. Perry Carter is the president of the BDPADC chapter. BDPA today and executive producer for BDPA PTTV, which is Popular Technology TV. He has the BDPADC chapter has built a media house, powerhouse. So they have the print the online digital magazine, and now very engaging and high-quality technology TV. So today, Perry is going to talk to us about what it means to be Perry Carter and how he built and how they even came with the vision for the media powerhouse for the D.C. chapter, and then how they have engaged unique lines of revenue how they have engaged unique lines of revenue for the D.C. chapter. So, you know, just come, learn, and enjoy this exciting conversation with the one and only Perry Carter. So we are now opening up the studios as we speak now. So, hello, how are you today? How are you? How are you, Perry? Okay, can you hear me? Yes, how are you, sir? Yes, I can. Good. I can hear you well. 
So how are you today? Not too bad, ma'am. Part yourself. No, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. We're glad to have you. So the world wants to know who is Perry Carter? Who is the man? And then share with us your claim to fame. Well, Jackie, I appreciate the introduction. And um, my beginnings with the organization and BDPA started when I was a student at Temple University in Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, I grew up in Philadelphia, and my first job was serving as a paperboy. Uh, okay. I delivered with my, with my brother. Uh, he and I delivered the Philadelphia Bulletin. And that's when okay. I really started. Okay, I remember that. I don't know how many people remember that, but I did. So, yes, yeah, so that's when um, we started, for me, getting involved with media and newspapers, print media, basically information, long before information technology or data processing crossed our minds. Mm-hmm. From then, uh went to school uh, at Temple University, uh, like I mentioned earlier, and I heard an advertisement on the radio, WDAS, and it was an advertisement. And the advertisement caught my ear, and it said, if you want to learn anything about data processing, anything you want to know about data processing, I went down to Gerard Bank. And so uh, myself and a few other students from Temple went down and attended first BDPA meeting. And for your audience, uh, BDPA, uh, when it was started, uh, was Black Data Processing Associates. So there we met uh, the co-founder, Earl A. Pace, Jr. We met other executives who were delivering presentations about the organization, and the late Gerard Anderson, who uh, at the time worked with IBM, uh, was one of the speakers. So that's how um, I came involved with BPA. And this was in 1983, uh, just to uh, roll back the clock a little bit. This was 1983. And I would say a few weeks later, within a few weeks, um, we started the student chapter of BPA at Temple University. Okay. All right. Well, you've gone back for a while. <laughs> so um, how did... Um, well, how did you wind up? Because you were in Philadelphia and you started a student chapter. So, how did you move from there as um, president of the DC chapter? Well, that was a long trip. Um, from the student chapter, once um, I graduated, I was also um, attending classes at the University of Pennsylvania, and that was my naval ROTC classes at the time. I was in Navy ROTC. Um, I came to uh, Temple University. Um, I was uh, in the reserves, as a mar- in the Marines, as a reservist. And when I finished my ROTC assignments, I was commissioned as a Marine Corps officer. And when I re- went to Quantico, um, I was designated as a 4002, which was a data systems officer. From there, I went to uh, computer sciences school. And once we completed that, um, I was a data systems officer and stayed at Quantico for my first tour. Okay. Since Quantico was just south of Washington, D.C., I aligned myself with the Washington, D.C. chapter of BDPA. And I've been involved with the D.C. chapter um, pretty much since uh, the mid-'80s, uh, since 1985. Now, okay. along 
along that time, during the time, um, I was uh, very instrumental in some of the activities in BDPA at the local and national level, most of which uh, centered around information, information technology, as well as uh, publishing and even producing newsletters for various organizations. Uh, when I was still in Quantico, I was also involved with another organization known as the National Naval Officers Association, and that uh, NNOA had very similar missions as the BDPA. Um, our mission for NNOA was to identify young officers, uh, minorities, uh, to come into the officer corps for all three sea services, Navy, Coast Guard, and Marine Corps. And concurrently with BDPA, we had a similar mission. It was to close the gap, bridge the digital divide, and try to get uh, young um, people, um, underserved communities, minorities, women, to learn more about technology and get involved with uh, what we know today as the STEM fields, uh, the sciences, technology, engineering, and math. So while I was with NNOA, um, I was the founding publisher of the NNOA Meridian. It was a publication that we did um, for all the officers, and we were sanctioned by all three service chiefs, the Commandant of the Marine Corps, Chief of Naval Operations, and the Commandant of the Coast Guard. And I was elected to two national terms uh, as the National Public Affairs Officer for NNOA. So that's how I really started getting deeper involved in publishing side of it, information dissemination, uh, having relationships with public affairs teams, and also uh, the community relations as well as government relations with um, you know people in Congress, the Senate, as well as HBCUs and minority institutions. During the same time frame, I also was able to participate with National BDPA in uh, Dr. Bimley's program. So uh, Dr. Bimley uh, was tutoring a lot of young men and women in uh, Washington, D.C. at the time. So on weekends, um, I would travel up from Quantico, Virginia, and work with Dr. Bimley uh, with many of the students. From that point, uh, we got really involved with uh, some of the, the precursors to the IT showcase and the high school computer competition. And I, one year I was the chief judge for the high school computer competition when we had our national conference in New Orleans. That, too, was in the late 80s. In 1990, I was the chairperson of our national technology conference for BDPA. So that's where it really came full circle. In 1990, uh, being able to chair a national conference it was very exciting, very interesting, and again, we had to work with all the sponsors, a lot of the vendors, uh, the chapters, as well as pulling together teams for the high school computer competition, and of course, uh, the public affairs aspect of it. Our keynote speaker of the year was Lieutenant General Alonzo Short from the United States Army, and we also had a very special presentation from, at the time, Colonel Charles Bolden, who was um, a Marine colonel at the time, who had just... Um, arrived back on Earth after deploying the Hubble telescope for NASA. And as you know now today, General Holden is uh, the administrator for NASA. So 1990 was a very pivotal year for me, and that's really when um, I would say uh, my involvement with the D.C. chapter uh, really started to um, evolve.
Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just mute myself out so I don't disturb you too much. But, um, wow. <laughs> That's about all I can say. It's like, wow. You have done a lot. You've done a lot. So, um, before we move on a little bit, you know, um, you know, how has it been? How has this journey been? You've given us a lot of facts, but, you know, for you, I mean, are you living your passion, and um, how has this journey been thus far? Well, for everyone, journey continues. Uh, it has been very exciting, and, and, and given the time frame since the early 90s, the mid-80s, I would say many people who have experienced the industry, uh, a lot of changes have uh, been made in industry from that time. I, I remember even when I was at Temple, uh, the school across town, Drexel University, uh, the, during those same time frame we were in school, Drexel University was the first college in the country to make it mandatory for incoming freshmen to own a computer. And the first computer was the Apple Macintosh. So that was that yeah. was very, 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 uh, that was a game-changing event in Philadelphia, in the world, uh, for us, uh, who were uh, computer science majors and political science majors at the various schools throughout the country, uh, especially in the city of Philadelphia. And I, I guess, as you say, um, many say, uh, the rest is history. And now um, one cannot finish college without some type of computing device or with some kind of uh, background in technology, computer science. Okay, yeah. So, um, now the vision, I mean, and you probably have to unfold it for me because I've been working to develop the story, but when you look at the BDPADC chapter, you know, I equate it to a media powerhouse. It's like the chapter is the voice the media voice of BDPA. You have BDPA today. You have popular technology TV. And so how did this, um, and you have, you know, um, innovative lines of revenue for typically what would be an organiz- a professional organization chapter. So, you know, where did this, when and did this vision come about? And I have, you know, I know the past couple of years I've seen it really grown has this been something um, just with your term, or has this been something long-term in the making? Um, and, and let us know the vision of the chapter. It, it is long-term in the making. Um, as I alluded to earlier, when I was the National Public Affairs Officer for NNOA, um, I started their publication, and NNOA still has the Meridian uh, today, as we speak. It's still a publication mm-hmm. uh, that is sent through all of these officers and the leaders and the National Naval Officers Association. And I did pretty much the same thing with the BDPA. Um, most of the time uh, when I was in Washington, I also helped charter the Baltimore chapter, the Richmond, Virginia chapter, and the Hampton Roads chapter. And we also okay. brought online the Northern Virginia chapter. Now, that right. that being said, to answer your earlier question, the publication piece was very critical. One thing that we really uh, discovered early in our careers, um, especially if you're on active duty, is that communications is key and making sure that um, your superiors and your subordinates are informed at all times. And mm-hmm. you'll see that uh, in any particular industry sector. 
public sector, private sector, and academia. Uh, so, in essence, what we feel we must do is to make sure that when there's news about our industry, uh, get it out to the community, uh, get it out to uh, your teams, get it out to the people that are executing the mission, and make sure that your audience understands what information that you are disseminating. So, yes, that started uh, several years ago. Now, as industry matured, uh, we now have um, here in Washington, D.C., Washington is unique where you have virtually every single newspaper uh, in the free world has an office and a presence here in the nation's capital. So uh, it just made business sense for the D.C. chapter to actually serve two primary roles for the STEM community. Uh, One role would be um, the government affairs, government relations, um, making sure that we um, are able to communicate our requirements and or issues uh, with people uh, in Congress and the Senate, as well as making sure that we uh, represent the community with respect to information from industry and disseminate that information as well, especially to uh, our underserved communities. One of the vehicles that we leveraged for that was our newsletter that we created known as VPA Today. That was created back in 2007. It started out uh, as a need. Uh, We were hosting the 2007 National Conference at the time, and uh, we were getting fairly deep into uh, fiscal year and the planning, and we didn't have a mechanism to really put the word out the way we wanted to. So uh, our team uh, pretty much decided to leverage what we had already here in the D.C. area, and we started the publication in 2007. For Poplar Technology TV, uh, we also recognized, and it's still fairly nascent right now, but we're also seeing that industry is pivoting to video, uh, television, news, journalism in and of itself. Uh, we're seeing drastic changes in that now that everyone virtually has a camera and a speaker, as, as well as for lack of better words, a virtual studio on their desktop. So right now, anyone can can deliver news uh, in near real time. So we want to be able to capture that from our members, from our sponsors. And you mentioned earlier about even uh, different new revenue streams. Uh, Right now, many chapters now can actually download templates from our site. They can also order customized reprints. Uh, They can decide whether or not if there's any particular news stories that are very, very important to their community and create a newsletter, a flyer, or even a small vignette and have that published uh, in near real time on any one of the uh, the channels. All right. That sounds really great. So you have really brought your um, experience to the table um, to make um, BDPA really stand out. I've, I've I've known I've I've seen a real growth in the past couple of years and of the visibility and probably past maybe four or five years there's a growth. You know, one has been locally um, in Philadelphia where I am, but um, an overall growth really, um, and maybe we're just seeing it because the new it's, it's getting out. The growth probably was there, but the news being shared and. Um, it's being more um, widespread. So um, 
how do you say and how would you say to building this, this media powerhouse, how has it um, benefited and impacted the chapter and then BDPA overall? Well, um, to answer your first question, the benefit to the chapter is almost immediate. Now, once people find out what we do, uh, it becomes very exciting. And since, uh, again, I, I just like I alluded to earlier, since we're starting to see massive changes in industry now, pivot to technology, pivot to advanced technologies, I should say, as well as uh, the new interest in cyber, it has become apparent that every student and every profession has some type of connection to the Internet and or it needs technology in order for it to survive. Now, that being said, the programs that we've had for almost 40 years have now become uh, the forefront. In the past, it was pretty much something that our counselors would say, oh, that's the future. Or, in fact, even in some areas, we still hear people say, that's the future. But it, it really is part of everyday life right now. Now, the benefit mm-hmm. to the chapter is that uh, it allows us to attract more sponsors, it allows us to attract volunteers, and it also allows us to identify more with the communities that have passion about it. Because one of the things that we know that really helps success in any organization, whether it's a chapter or a military unit or a for-profit organization, is the leaders must be very passionate and the subordinates must also understand and respect their leadership. Now, again, going back to the benefit to our chapter, we are able to have more members. We now have uh, more college students getting involved with our program. As uh, you may have um, seen earlier this year, our high school computer competition team um, was very successful this year. They captured first place. Uh, so as uh, we come back next year, they are the national champions from the high school computer competition. We were also very fortunate to have our college student winner, first place winner for the national IT showcase. And we had a student okay. from the local high school, uh, McKinley Tech, here in Washington, D.C., won first place in the high school division of the National IT Showcase. Uh, so it was a very unique sector for the organization this year, winning first place in all three of those areas. This year, we, when I say we, the National BDPA also uh, launched the mobile application showcase, and that was sponsored by State Farm. And that mm-hmm. showcase, we had, one of, we had one of our students from Bowie State University finish fourth place in the inaugural mobile app showcase. So our students did extremely well this year, and again, that goes back to one of the benefits of being able to keep the word out in the community, uh, to attract more volunteers, more sponsors, more families, and to encourage young men and women to consider information technology, or what we like to call it here in D.C., uh, STEM or STEM IC, to further their careers. Okay. Well, um, I you know it's just dynamic. Just you know, really connecting with you for the first time this week, and 
doing some research and learning a little bit more, I was like, wow, this is really dynamic what's here, and it's exciting. It, it's, I think now I'm really excited about, you know, the possibilities, as you know, as we work together with the Urban Tech Fair and, um, you know, what's all possible. And it's really a, a blessing because we, you know, are supposed to be establishing a, a digital publication, and um, you know, you know, if we can do it in house, do it in house. So, actually, was a team to look for um, platforms and you know all of these different things. But um, yeah, just just listening here today, I'm like, hey, we could just go to to Perry and over there to BDPA DC chapter, and we don't have to reinvent the wheel. So. <laughs> well, that's, that's um, a good, uh, yeah, that's definitely a good concept. Uh, in fact, there's several organizations out there that um, are leveraging economies of scale. Uh, for, I mean, again, for example, uh, I was talking to um, a couple of chapters a few weeks ago whereby the templates that are available, one can create a template for any organization for BDPA today. Uh, they can leverage uh, the content that we have, we have several graphic designers uh, that can put together a unique graphical packages for you. The articles mm-hmm. we share are from industry, so a lot of our sponsors uh, send us press releases or they send us announcements of job opportunities, scholarships, and internships, and it's very easy to get that information out to our channels. Uh, one of the fastest ways we do that right now would be through Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest, we also have a group site that we maintain uh, on a national, local mm-hmm. basis as well. But yeah, that's not yeah. that shouldn't be a showstopper anymore. Anyone now can publish instantly. Yes, 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 definitely. So um, yeah, that's exciting. So um, you know, for all of those out there, um, first guess. Give everyone opportunity if you like to call in. The call in number is six four six seven one six seven nine nine four. Again, that call in number is six four six seven one six seven nine nine four. You can call in and we um give a shout out to everyone in the chat room and everyone listening in. So, um and all the callers on the line. Now if you would like to talk or ask a question, please press the number one, and that way I'll know to open up the lines for you. So um, what um, I know the 40th anniversary of BDPA is coming up. So, well, first, let's take a break for some information so people can check it out. So while we're listening in, we want to take advantage of Technology. We're here on Internet radio. That means we can open up a new window, or if you're, you know, you're on your mobile phone, we can always open up a new window, new tab. So while we're here, where do you want us to go, Perry? Jackie, yeah, that was for me. Yes, sir. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 uh, you have several different sites. So tell us okay. where to go first. The easiest site uh, would be uh, Washington, D.C. chapter BDPA. Uh, that would be bdpadc.org. Okay, so it's www. 
B-D-P-A-D-C? Dot org. Yes, ma'am. That's correct. D-C dot org. So everyone just go to www.bdpadc.org. And um, where else can it, what else can they check out, or can they check out things while they're there? Yes, check out things uh, there. That takes them to the national site. Uh, for instance, uh, we have a lot of members, so we have, from what I've gathered through some of the Facebook channels, Twitter, uh, we're in the tens of thousands of people that are signed with respect to social media, but we need to have members, financially current and active members in their respective local chapters. Uh, that's really how the industry evolves. That's how the community evolves. And, and really that helps uh, to um, create demand, demand generation, and economic development. Okay. So there is a link on that site where it would say join BDPA um, that they can actually, that takes them right out to the national BDPA's website and they can actually become um, a financially current member of whatever chapter they want, not just BDPA DC. They can also um, have a link into the news items uh, that takes them out to uh, BDPA today and uh, the, the video channels that we have on popular technology TV. But the easiest part is that uh, on the local chapter's website, it, it gives pretty much uh, in reverse chronological order a list of success stories that the uh, D.C. chapter has had and upcoming events. Uh, and as you mentioned, uh, next next year we will be hosting the 40th anniversary of National BPA. Uh, we will have an international technology conference here in Washington, D.C. It will be at the Washington Hilton. August 17th, 23rd, 2015. So we have uh, some very exciting times coming uh, next year. So this 40th anniversary D.C. is hosting, right? <laughs> yes, ma'am. So, yeah, so you can come out and meet Perry Carter. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure they can do a combo where they can get their membership and begin paying for a convention, right? For the 40th anniversary, oh, correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. in fact, uh, our national president and vice president of operations, uh, I think, is um, we try to encourage people to actually pre register by December, preferably before January. That's really when you get the discounts. And uh, there's also ways to get involved in the conference as a volunteer. But the main requirement is that they should be um, a financially current member of National BDPA and their respective local chapter. So um, just for clarity for people, if you become a member, a national, you can then select a chapter to be a member of. You don't have to be both, correct? Okay. You can either go directly to the chapter or go national and support a chapter. Yes, that's correct. In in essence, you can select uh, a chapter. And if you're a student, annual membership is $25 if you're a student. And annual membership is a hundred dollars if you're not a student for full membership. Okay. Now, also, just um, as a um, added value here, many hiring managers do look for candidates that have had that have had volunteer experience, past performance on their resume. 
uh, to go along with their technical skills as well. Uh, depending on what organization um, you're interested in pursuing employment, it's always good to have even times between you know between jobs. If you're volunteering, mm-hmm. if you're assigned to a committee, it doesn't have to be BPA. It's just any organization. It's just showing some continuity of service to the community and or career. Many hiring managers do look at that. Yes. It's also a great place where if you uh, do need to enhance a certain skill set, such as public speaking or community outreach, writing articles, publishing, those always help young men and women, especially those that have not had that experience uh, to share with their potential employers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, the one thing we haven't, we, I mean, we talked about the whole media powerhouse of BDPA TV and Papa Technology TV. But, Pep, um, we really need to push the TV. It is excellent. It's really excellent. Quality, quality, quality. And I just don't, people really don't know that it's there yet. And so, Tell us about Popular Technology TV. Well, right now it's a soft launch. Uh, what we what we do is every quarter we actually have a camera crew and we will film one of our events, a success story. We will go out and interview executives. We also allow our sponsors to participate in that event. So typically what happens is that we will interview executives as well as talk about the technology requirements that that organization may have, and we produce that particular vignette. We'll put that out on our popular technology TV portal. Uh, that's on the BPA Today channel. And we also air other videos from our sponsors. Uh, mm-hmm. So when you actually go out to that particular site, you'll see other videos and vignettes of new features, new announcements, or information that may be pertinent to that particular industry or that vertical market. Okay. Well, it's, it's, I've seen I saw some videos oh, almost probably the beginning of the year, maybe even last year. I saw a couple that were very, very well done. They were reporting, students were reporting from a homecoming game, and they took them back to the media room to see the technology of what it took, you know, media-wise to televise the game. And it was very interesting, very well done. So I do suggest to people to go out and support. Again, you can go to www.bdpadc.org. Join. Join, join, join. Many of you want to belong to a professional organization. Here's your opportunity to belong to the professional organization. And um, if you're with the Urban Tech Fairs, join. Because when we get our membership packages together, one of them will going to include membership with BDPA. So just go ahead and join now. <laughs> and then you can check out BDPA today. You can look at the articles, the news, all the great things going on, and um, just get up to date. Find out who's doing what in tech, especially in the African-American community. And about a lot of job opportunities. BDPA has one of the best job boards. I was just sharing it with the woman interviewed us from um, Dime. I think it's Dime.com, but it's one of the leading technology websites. And what they they were 
putting out a discussion about women in technology, and it blew up on social media about, so what? You know, you're talking about women, but what about blacks? You never cover blacks, never talk about blacks in technology. So they were seeking information out, and um, Greg Greenlee of Blacks and Techs had referred him over to Jim, and so... You know, we share some information on that, but we did um, definitely share with them because they do deal a lot with um, not as much entrepreneurship, but, you know, with corporate and jobs. So I told them, you know, we shared a link to BDPA Great Job Board. So um, you, everyone, you definitely want to check it out as far as opportunities and tech and jobs. They're constantly listing opportunities and scholarships. If you have young people and you're looking for a scholarship, looking for activities for them to do, please go to BDPA. Check out BDPA today. All these opportunities are always being listed. And um, and because they keep it up in BDPA today, everyone's starting to share the information all across the board. So look it up and share it. Instead, share it with your organization. And then we definitely want to, while you're there at bdpatoday.org, you can just click on TTV, which is for Popular Technology TV, and watch it, watch it, like it, share it. And then, of course, join. The best way you can support financially is to join, to become a member, and become active. And so... You know, that's my pitch. That's our call to support BDPA um, nationally is a fiscal sponsor for the Urban Tech Fair, and and it really means a lot when organizations say, hey, we're behind you, we're here to help you to launch your initiative, you know, just let us know what you, you know, what can we do. And so because of that, you know, BDPA, you always hear us say BDPA, you'll see there logo and all, but that's the reason why they were there, to say, hey, we're willing to help. And when we reach out to chapters, it's like our current leader in D.C. for the Urban Tech for Zena Doggett, and she sings the praises of Perry Carter. <laughs> she said, I talked to Perry. I finally got in touch with him. Oh, he's so great. Perry this, Perry that. So it was really good to actually have you on the show. And um, so that's our calls for everyone else to support, and we want to let um, Perry come back with another call to action. But for all of those listening in that, you know, are in the tech community and, you know, whatever organizations, you do really want to work. Now, you have plenty of time. We're giving you nine months. So you got every three months, if you take... Three months as a quarter, you got three quarters to go. So you need to prepare now to attend the national conference, the 40th anniversary. And it's the first time we've gotten this early a notice, so now it's time for us all to prepare. So as far as on the Urban Tech Fair schedule, we will put the 40th anniversary as part of our schedule. So we're all going to go to D.C., so whatever and whatever we have lined up for August, that um, first week in August, which means we're not going to even have anything start August the 1st, we're, we're going to dedicate August to 
the 40th anniversary. So we're asking that you all join us. Put it on your calendar, August 17th to the 23rd. You want to make sure you make it out. Now, where can they go for, you know, details about paying, what's required, hotels, all of those things, so they can start planning? That would be bdpa.org. That is our national organization who is co-sponsoring that particular event. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is information up now, right? It is, yes. Okay. So when they go actually to uh, nationalbdca.org, um, you, you should have information um, about the national conference. We should be sending out the call for papers. And about uh, two weeks, normally right after Thanksgiving, we have the call for papers. And at that mm-hmm. time also, many of the local chapters are in the process of recruiting next year's high school computer competition teams. So mm-hmm. usually this quarter, before we end the calendar year, many chapters, their fiscal year is concurrent with the calendar year. This is where we start recruiting for the high school computer competition, the IT showcase, and the mobile app showcase. Okay. So, so in January, talk but, about those other showcases real quick. We know about the high school competition, but the yes. the two other showcases. Go ahead. So the IT showcase, students, we have a college division and a high school division, and the students are invited to, to produce a white paper which involves research, mm-hmm. and that research can be done in any particular vertical market, whatever they're passionate about, but they have to present a white paper at the national conference, or in many cases they may be invited to a regional conference for PDPA. That particular paper is discussed and presented to a panel of judges in the form of a poster. So they produce one poster, and they present that to a panel of industry judges, and those students that score the highest are the ones that are invited to the national IP showcase, and those that score the highest there win scholarships. The sponsor for that uh, has been Johnson & Johnson in the past several years. Okay. So Johnson & Johnson is the sponsor for the IT Showcase, and State Farm is the sponsor for the Mobile App Showcase. The Mobile App Showcase is very similar to the HSCC and the IT Showcase, whereby the students uh, develop a mobile app, and they present it, and they present that, to, again, to a panel of judges, and <clears throat> Those students are selected based on the scores to win scholarships. Mm-hmm. So it, it takes, in other words, it really takes almost an entire year, nine months to a year, to really mm-hmm. develop a relationship with your local chapter as well as cultivate and nurture a relationship with industry as the students progress toward the national conference. Which we call the annual meeting, and it's also the annual meeting of National BDPA. Yes. Okay, so um, I'm going to check the studio again. No one has raised their number one to talk. <laughs> um, so, Perry, you know, is there anything else you would like us to know or share? Well, in the D.C. area, November 12th, we are having our annual awards gala. 
And what we do is we honor um, different members, different parts of our industry, different parts of our community who have um, done extremely well in support of not only technology, but in support of our underserved communities as well as economic development for our community. Bowie State University will be hosting our annual awards gala this year. It will be November 12th at the Mm -hmm. Student Union Building. It's a brand-new building, and we're going to have it in the ballroom. So uh, this year we have uh, some distinguished members that will be attending. Our diamond sponsors uh, include Cyber Maryland and Oracle. So uh, those are the two diamond sponsors this year. Bowie State University is our academic sponsor of the year. The United States Coast Guard is our federal sponsor of the year. So we've had uh, very good sponsorships and support from uh, our community in helping us do that. Our partner, NNOA, the National Naval Officers Association, is our education sponsor of the year because uh, NNOA released um, a scholarship package last year nationally, and of the six students that won their national scholarships, four of them were BDPA members, and two of them were from the D.C. Mm-hmm. area. Okay. In fact, the two students are from uh, Howard University. Great. So, we, so we will be honoring uh, the students, um, NLA, Coast Guard, and we also have individual awards this year. Um, our member of the year and his organization, uh, Mr. Raymond Bell, from uh, the Hope Project DMV. Uh, you may have seen some of the articles that were sent out about that. Uh, Mr. Bell's program uh, takes uh, young men and women in the D.C. area, ages 18 to 24. He gets them into a CompTIA certification program. A-plus certification, Network Plus, and Security Plus. And his students pretty much uh, who qualify have entry-level jobs waiting for them once they achieve their certification. So uh, Mr. Bell is our member of the year, um, along with the Hope DMV. The President's Award goes to Naomi Matthews. Uh, She was the chapter coordinator who helped chaperone our high school computer competition team this year to Indianapolis, Mm -hmm. and she's also an HSCC alumna herself. So she's uh, she's going to be uh, receiving the President's Award. Great. Uh, Congratulations to everyone. (laughs) Go ahead. And also um, General Larry Spencer, who's the Vice Chief of Staff for the United States Air Force, uh, he will be receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award from BDPATC. So he is the number two general uh, in the Air Force, and anyone who's interested in Air Force opportunities, so who's, whether that be civilian or active duty, um, it's a good time to come out to our gala, an awards event, an evening banquet, and network with some of the Air Force personnel that will be attending. One thing I think we can share with your audience as well, Jackie, is that awards galas and banquets are very, very valuable when it comes to networking because many of the decision makers, the hiring managers, and potential sponsors always show up at those events. And many times they have information they'd like to share with you that may not be published. Um, A lot of the job opportunities sometimes may not be published until after the fact. So it's good to get, mm-hmm. um, you know, establish a relationship, come out, at work. Um, one of the areas that 
I've always um, talked to uh, some of our small business partners and some of the students is to actually advancing their career is always going to be a relationship, and that relationship is very important. And we always stress that. You went to the job board earlier. Instead of what we call throwing a resume over the fence or trying to write a grant and tossing a grant over the fence, you want to establish a relationship with that organization um, maintain domain knowledge, understand what the customer wants, understand what the customer is looking for, and then you want to make sure that before you send your resume or your proposal that someone on the other side of the so-called fence is expecting it and is waiting for it. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. a lot of our, program, lot of our programs um, that we have locally are designed specifically to introduce the community to industry and whatever pillar that may be, whether it's public sector, private sector, or academia, all of our themes, all of our subject matter of a technical nature is designed to help cultivate that relationship. Okay, great. Now, do you do anything with the arts? Because I know the D.C. Black Theater Festival is there. And it's a great festival. And I just was wondering what opportunities for, you know, an arts festival would have with partnering with the BDPA. Well, we do have one organization, uh, the Boys and Girls Clubs here in Washington, D.C., that we just uh, started a relationship with through Best Buy. Um, some of the grants that you'll see coming out of the Washington, D.C. area have modified the acronym, the STEAM. So it's S-T-E-A-M. And that A uh, is emblematic of the word, the art. Uh, so mm-hmm. many of the programs that they're doing, uh, we just opened up um, a new tech center here, in Washington, a teen tech center in Washington, D.C. Um, and it, it is from Best Buy. It's a Boys and Girls Club. And, again, part of that is the arts. Uh, Students are now leveraging some of the new technologies now to help with some of their program, uh, their plays. Um, I I know many organizations now are looking at uh, possibly creating different components for their theaters using 3D printing or 3D manufacturing. So the technology and the sound, uh, the music, uh, the arts are very important in the STEM aspect and many of the sponsors in the D.C. area, the District of Columbia, are really now looking at including the arts in STEM initiatives. So, so when you see that acronym STEAM, that's exactly what they mm-hmm. mean uh, to your question, is how are we leveraging STEM and the arts? So, so you start well, to see... Well, I meant specifically what opportunities. <laughs> I'm going to, like, specifically, like, if I were to contact the creator of the um, Black Art, um, D.C., Black Theater Festival, um, mm-hmm. Glenn Allen, has mm-hmm. him contact Perry Carter. I'm interested in what could happen. Okay. I, that part, I would have to talk to Mr. Allen on that. <laughs> okay. and, and, and typically, I mean, typically what we want to do is it's almost like asking a developer to write a program, um, you know, or develop an application. We have to go through the requirements, so, you know, mm-hmm. what are the needs, what the value proposition, and yeah. how can we help each other? 
Yeah, that's what I was just saying. Have them yeah. contacted. They'll just be, you know, I think it would be, you know, good. I mean, there is a lot of tech anyway, even on plays, dramas, you know, musicals are definitely, you know, higher cost. They take more, but just like you said, in the sound, sound, light, light boost, the cues, you know, um, and festivals. It's even more important because the changeover is so much quick, quicker. You know, you have play coming after play, and each play has its own cues and its own sound and its own light cues. And, um, you know, they bring students in a lot. Um, but, you know, you know, how do you quickly do that? You know, how can – I mean, I just think it's a good opportunity to merge and, you know, and, and well, support, you know. it's you know, needs the support especially of our own community where it can bring together to get some support. And um, I just think it's a, you know, a good opportunity. Sometimes people don't, they sometimes think technology is so far removed or so far over there, but um, there are, there is not an industry that doesn't engage technology in some form, you know? Sure. So, um, yeah, I just think sometimes we kind of look, have like these, you know, linear views of technology. But um, they really do engage. And when we can come together and, you know, help one another, you know, as well as, you know, other parts of the community, it really is, really is helpful. And it also brings the thought of technology and technology down to other levels. But well, I'm going yeah, to Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you know you're you're spot on because uh, one of the things that our industry really needs and our community, uh, we need more tech journalists. Uh, we need more journalists covering all aspects of technology uh, through the lens of our community. Mhm. And that that could, that could easily that could easily encroach upon uh, the requirements that we may have for um, playwrights. Uh, content. I mean, we may not have. Um, enough plays or stories or television shows about the African-American experience with respect to technology or with respect to cyber or with respect to training or STEM. Uh, So there's always a need uh, to fill fill those voids. And then also, too, what's the big thing when you talk about technology and business development um, what I really work hard to get my clients to do, small business clients, and this is where I've developed a, par- I'm developed a partnership with the playwrights. I'm also marketing director. I've been a marketing director for theaters, and we have our own, you know, theater. And um, we perform all, many different places. That's why I know this. So I'm part of theater community. But as a marketing um, strategist, um, SEO algorithms are changing. It's not just keywords. It's so much more narrative-based. Storytelling is the baby doll of marketing now, transmedia, storytelling. Who uh, best better to tell a story than a playwright? And when you understand what it takes to create a play, it can really give you a great bone structure, backbone or structure or infrastructure for developing your brand story. Because once when you do that, you develop characters and opportunities and ways to keep your audience on edge, engaged, just using the mythology of storytelling, and and it be 
comes a lot more opportunity for unique content. So it's not always just curating because unique content now is just as important as the curated content. You know, everybody's asking for unique content. So um, it's going right now, it's, it's a little harder and harder for smaller businesses because the major brands and sponsors, they're, you know, they're up top as far as on SEO, you know, as far as number one and number two. But there's much more narrative requirement. So, um, you know, in that in tech and, um, you know, storytelling and then taking that transmedia is telling that story across all screens and the monetization of it. So, um, you know, that's, again, that's a place where technology um, and the arts really come together. But that is really important for SEO now is to have an encore narrative. So, Mr. Carter, you have been really great. I thank you so much for engaging us. And if anyone wants to call in, you better hurry up and do it. We have three minutes left until we're off the air. So I would like to make a couple quick announcements for the Urban Tech Fair. Um, This week, make sure we support Cairo Queens Taste of Technology that comes on Tuesday on WXRP Radio. So look up WXRP Cairo Queen, and that's Q-W-E-E-N, A Taste of Technology. Um, Check her out. And um, after Election Day, she's going to be doing a month of fashion and tech, and then they go into a robotic series. So check out A Taste of Technology on WXRP Radio, and she does a quarterly event at the Microsoft Store in Atlanta, so you can check it out for more information. And we ask that you also go to www.urbantechfair.org and join our list. Get on the list. Click join and get on the list so you can stay up to date to all that's going on. And if you need to listen to this show again, it's like, oh, I missed this, I missed that. Do not worry. It, it is not just live. It is available on demand. You can catch it on demand at um, urbantechfair.org, click on Digital Drummer, then Show Archives. You can also catch it on demand at Master Griot Radio on Blog Talk, Master Griot Radio on iTunes, and Master Griot Radio on Stitcher Radio. I, you can catch it on the iTunes and Stitcher Radio apps and Blog Talk apps as well. So there's no reason that you have to do without your interview with Perry Carter. Carry him around with you at any time. And you can stop and play and take notes and do all that you choose to do. That's the fun of technology. So we thank you all for listening in. Thank you for supporting the Urban Tech Fair. Please continue to send out healing thoughts and healing love and prayer for our own Jim Newsom, who is doing a great job in his recovery with his brain cancer, so just keep him keep him considered and keep him in your thoughts. And as we close out, 
we ask you, Perry, you have 30 seconds in the whole world listening. What would you have us to know? Well, Jackie, thank you very much for having me this evening. And I want everyone to save the date for next year, make it a reunion. It's our 40th reunion, 40 years of technology, August, Washington, D.C., August 17th through the 23rd, Washington, D.C., at the Washington Hilton. And BDPA Washington, D.C. and BDPA Northern Virginia will be your host chapters. All right. Those are in, and also, Jackie, those who are in town the next couple of weeks, we will have our annual awards gala at Bowie State University. That will be Wednesday evening, November 12th. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Perry. Have a fantastic week. And we will speak with you soon. And this is not the last of Perry Carter in the Urban Tech Fair. So when we come to D.C., we're going to do it up well. <laughs> Have a great week. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.